Hey everyone, welcome to Snark Dead, your survivor's guide to the modern world. Uh, as mentioned last week, we're doing the second half of traditions this week because there was a lot of them. There was a few. And um, we're just going to go through that this week. So yeah, this is the second half of what we recorded, what we recorded um, of that episode on traditions. So yeah, I hope you enjoy it. All right, peace. Okay, so I'm going to take us back to traditions. And mm -hmm. I think yep. uh, following um, Craig's lead on a tradition that is around the same time as when this episode's coming out, in the UK, we have a tradition called Guy Fawkes Night. Um, yeah. or fireworks night and um, Craig do you want to take us through like what we're taught in school like as the origins of this and then I might just sort of like bash it on the head a little bit oh god we're going back a few years now Cass oh dun, mate okay dun, do you want me to go through that no um, <laughs> so Guy Fawkes okay what, what do you remember yeah Guy Fawkes bad government good <laughs> Plus. You get your I little, plan. you get your little guy Fawkes man. You make like a little straw man or whatever. Although I don't, I yeah. don't really feel like many people do this nowadays. No, I, I don't no, know. Really. Like, I remember like growing up, and then you would have like your little, you'd make your little straw man, um, or whatever out of whatever. You would get like an old shirt and whatever, and you would set this person on fire, which. I think even as a kid, I was like, this is a, this is very strange. And then what is this going to mm. do with fireworks? And yeah. And then you would set this little man on fire. Um, but I just feel like as time has gone on, like a lot of people just don't really care so much about fire guy forks night or slash fireworks night. Like a lot of people, I know like we, I'm getting off a little bit, but like, I feel like a lot of people just don't really care about fireworks. No, <laughs> just, it's just like, they go, they're this loud, colorful thing that goes bang. Oh, wow. That sure was impressive. Maybe before I had an iPhone, but, mm. um, but the history of Guy Fawkes. Do you want me to quickly? Uh, I mean, give, I mean like, yeah, there's the whole like gunpowder plot thing that you're like, mm. yeah, they, they went in, they wanted to like the conspiracy. They wanted to blow the government up. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, the house of Lords. Sorry that they wanted government. to. <laughs> Government blew up the government. I, mean, I feel like, come on, man. I feel like we would we would actually be in favor of this today. I mean, maybe. Maybe. As we alluded to at the beginning of this show, but we are going back hundreds of years. Yeah. So just to so just to fill in like some of the gaps in there, um, what you got was so there was a succession of kings and queens. So mm. just off. Uh, so Henry VIII opened up like this whole new new type of religion called Protestants in the UK. Uh, so so it took the powers away from uh, the Vatican and made like the Protestants, which then meant that he uh, he persecuted the uh, Catholics because he wanted everyone to be Protestant. Mm -hmm. Basically, he got a lot of tax money from the Protestants. Um, taxes didn't exist at that time. It was actually your tithing to a church was the way taxes worked. So there was mm -hmm. all this money that was going coming from the people going to Rome. And he was like, actually, I want that money as well. I want to divorce my wife. So that's basically why he's strong on people into being um, a Protestant. And then that's like created this rift in society between the Catholic, these different branches of the Christian church. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, his daughter came into power. She was a Catholic. So then it changed back around to being Catholics and so on, and then Protestant and then so forth. And then eventually it came around to James I, who was the son of Mary, Queen of Scots, who was a Catholic, but she was a, a tolerant Catholic. So she was like, worship whoever. Like, And I mean, nothing will get you hated more than preaching tolerance in this, uh, in society. So obviously she lived her, the rest of her life in a jail cell and then was finally beheaded. Um, Cause never, never preach tolerance kids. That's, that's like a life lesson there from history. Um, and basically like the James I was in, in power. And so there was a plot by these Catholic conspirators to kill James I. Cause they were like, right, we get, we dead him because he's actually a Protestant 
uh, not following his mother's religion because uh, he was raised by caretakers. Um, and we'll get someone else in as a Catholic king and then we'll really fuck over those Protestants. That's basically what it was. It was about, about who we can fuck over more. <laughs> and they got Guy Fawkes in because Guy Fawkes was actually a Catholic terrorist who'd been working in Spain. Mm. And so, but he was British. He was a British terrorist who was working in Spain, got him back and he was like, right, I get to kill the king. Sweet. All right, I've got this gunpowder. Cool. And then they plan. They did like the whole plan. They went down there and they were like, "Right, I'm gonna blow this motherfucker up." And so, but like the guards were tipped off. They took. They got him, deaded him. Um, I think like the the story is that he leapt from the gallows and broke his head, uh, broke his neck, rather than uh, face his death like a man, which is clearly just propaganda for like, <laughs> oh, he was a coward uh, to the yeah. end. Um, like whether that actually happened, like in a closed court, like, like yeah, I think I think when I think this was uh the the sun back in <laughs> before it was the equivalent of what the sun would be back in sixteen oh six. I mean, when when I'm being like quite um, when I'm talking about propaganda in this, just remember this James the first, it's he's also the author of the King James Bible. Yeah. So take into that what you will, and just remember how much the King James Bible talks about the rule of kings and the rule of men, mm -hmm. and just think, oh, did this guy have a plan? Because uh, <clears throat> basically he took, like, diff he, the King James Bible was him turning the Bible into uh, the English language rather than Latin. So, yeah, yeah whatever. But... Uh, so that that happened, and then following that, the so the story is that after that, um, the people were so rejoiced that um, there was a tradition of burning an effigy of Guy Fawkes ever since, and now we celebrate that with fireworks. The actual story of what happened okay. there. So all that. Sorry, uh, sorry, Opa, what were you going to say, Dave? No, no, I was, I was just, I was just agreeing and saying, oh, interesting. Yeah. So that that's like what we're taught in school, and like uh, a few extra de like other details put in there just to sort of like flesh it out a bit. But that's like the the taught version, and mm -hmm. all that stuff with Guy Fawkes is pretty much true. Uh, there was a plot; they did try to blow up Parliament because, and they did it. They planned it on the day when the king was going to be in court because it's still even to this day it's still a tradition that the monarch has to come and open court. Mm -hmm. because the court is only there based on the monarch giving the court power. The, the actual power is sure. technically with the monarch, but, I mean, Queenie just wants to, like, play with Queenie. corgis and, like, drive around in Land Rovers in the countryside. <clears throat> she doesn't really give a shit about ruling the country, as far as, I can, as far as I can see. So, like, she's fine, like, oh, yeah, Boris ruined some stuff. I'll just, like, take... I'll, I'll sweep it up later. Um, but what... King James, so James I, this is where propaganda comes into like traditions and how like traditions can change over time. Mm -hmm. And you, just because something's gone on for a while, it doesn't mean it was the long, it was a long running tradition. Yeah. So before this, there was already a tradition. Uh, you might have heard of Samhain or like, I think, what was the one that you were saying that's uh, all across Europe? Uh, the one I was saying. Yeah, yeah, about the dead. Uh, all Souls Day. All Souls Day. That's like we had Sauron, which was basically an equivalent of that. Mm -hmm. And it was like it was based in the pagan pagan tradition. So you did all like the normal stuff of like get drunk, have a fire, yeah, eat lots eat of food. Eat lots of food, yeah. Like all the winter stuff. Like you wanna like you're carb loading, you're carb loading guys <laughs> for that winter. You need to get that winter, your winter body in. You need to we're we're not looking lean, we're looking husky. You need husk on that. And King James didn't like this because he was um, he was a bit more tolerant than his than like predecessors, but he was still uh, as tolerant as he was for Christian faiths. He couldn't stand pagan faiths. Yeah, yeah. So this was like one of the early stages of really like hammering out like pagans from uh, from the UK mm. and trying to get them. Uh, just remember as well, like uh, Saint Patrick. He is, um, he's known for, um, he got a sainthood for getting rid of the snakes from Ireland. But when we say, when we say snakes, that actually means pagans. 
he basically slaughtered a bunch of pagans and like druids and like religious leaders just so that Catholicism could be the main religion in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is like a similar thing here. So, and James knew that he couldn't get rid of pagans by killing them off because there's just like too many of them. So instead, you just te- you just take their traditions and adapt them. Mm-hmm. So the first Guy Fawkes Night was actually a uh, thank called Thanksgiving. It wasn't called Guy Fawkes Night. It was just, it was Thanksgiving because yeah. we're thankful that God has spared Parliament and the King. Yeah, because the King and Parliament are great, and you should all love them. Um, and so and so they did exactly the same thing as um, as the hat as the Christmas, as the Halloween Samhain tradition, but they did it like a couple of days later. Mm. And so when people were gathering wood, they were like, oh, wait, wait, why are you gathering wood, you idiot? Like, we're going to do like Thanksgiving in a couple of days. Don't be, don't be a dick now. Like, what, you're going to gather all this wood for this massive fire, and then you're going to gather wood for that one as well. There's not going to be any woods left, you fool. Just wait, wait a week and build one of these. And that's basically like where... Um, where the tradition comes from, it was to curtail, because he wouldn't have set anything up if it wasn't for his war on other traditions. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think that's like, when I was like looking this up, I thought that was quite interesting that it's like, what we can see as a tradition is actually the oppression of another people, but we <laughs> yeah. can still celebrate it. Yeah. I don't know, Ulfra, as an outsider, does, does any of that like, is that was that like too much history? Was that too boring? I think it might. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, I I no. enjoy learning about uh, people's cultures and that, and listening to you know, uh, listening to how things were and what's the reason why we do things today the way we do them. So I thought that was quite interesting. Mm. I think as well, even even just as like British people. It's just, like, it's just like there is that glossing over. There's always going to be a little glossing over of the truth of like that meme yeah. that was going around a little while ago. It's just like British people in in British history books. It's just like yay, British <laughs> people in other in other countries' history books. Boo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, T- totally, dude. Like whenever we're taught history, I mean, I think that goes for like every country, like. <laughs> No one, no one wants to look at themselves as the baddies. No, and so it's like, and what we did was we brought culture to these people. And then when you look at their history books, it's like, so the British came and they just shot a bunch of people, gave us a flag that we didn't want, and um, now four hundred years later, we're still in oppression. Mm-hmm. I don't know why their their voice is the same as that police officer, <laughs> from now, but. <laughs> But I, I suppose that's what colonialism does to you. Yeah. I mean, violence, good, sex, bad. Isn't that what we talked about in the start of this podcast? Yeah. Was that um, what, did we record that? Or was that, that before was on we the started recording? Oh, that was on the other one. <laughs> okay. It's it's a long day, people. Um <laughs> yeah, but that actually that- just just to go off a little bit, just that actually annoys me when people say about like an immigration thing. When like people come to the UK and it's just like those people are bringing their culture and their expertise mm. and knowledge to to um, help us. They're like, no, that's bad. But then it's just like, but it's just like, but but that's what that's what the British that when when British people went to other countries and they like they did the bad things. They were like, people were like, oh no, but they're bringing they're bringing they're bringing our culture and then they're bringing that. That's a good thing yeah. that they did that. Mm, absolutely, <laughs> like it's it's. There's like weird things uh, around this as well. And like, I think there's some nice things in this where people have brought cult, um, their cultures from elsewhere and we've adapted them and they become part of British culture. Like, mm-hmm. classic example is fish and chips. Yeah. Um, yes. Fish and chips. The tradition the, of fish and chips. Yeah. It's actually the combining of two different groups in um, East London. Yeah. Uh, so it was. Um, the the Jewish community they didn't cook on a on the Sabbath, and so what they would do is they would batter foods beforehand. So mm. they batter fish so that the next day it would still be good for them to eat. Uh, and so and then the uh, Irish community with a long history of um, eating potatoes, they brought 
they could cook. So they'd bring the potatoes, the Jewish community would bring the fish and then combine together. That's where the fish and chip shop that is on every corner of the UK, uh, of, like every street in the UK has got a fish and chip shop. And if, it, if a village doesn't have a fish and chip shop, there's something wrong with it. You get out of that village. You don't stay there. I mean, people people where, argue where about where is the best fish and chip shop to go. There, and where is the fish and chip shop in Bellingham? Because we didn't have one of those. No, but you could get a fish, you could get a fish yeah. and chip equivalent because it's kind of been replaced by the kebab in London. Oh right, okay, yeah. yeah. And the Morleys. We had a Morleys. We did. Not in Bellingham. Well, yeah, we are had even, that chicken are shop. You even South East there? London, bro. We, did, we had a chicken shop, but yeah, we didn't have... Bellingham um, is well served. I mean, Be- Bellingham is not like... It's not even a town. It's like it's just basically a, a few shops. And that was it. <laughs> that was all Bellingham is, and a train station. Is Morley's a South East London... Like, is that in terms of like new traditions, is Morley's a South East London new tradition? It's an institution. I think, yeah. It's an I, institution. I think like you could call... Um, you could call... Um, that uh, like a tradition of like it's because it's a, it's a traditional food for like when you're going out mate like yeah but it's so it's specific like to southeast london there yeah that's no, certainly i but, don't think um, i know of one outside of southeast london but going back to like you don't um, it's exclusively southeast it is, it is exclusively <laughs> yeah sorry Cass, go on but yeah going, going back to like traditions and how like they're redone it's like there's the Victorians as well, like if you look at like old Victorian houses and paintings, like they look quite bland and they look quite um, stale. Mm-hmm. But like what archaeologists and conservators have been able to find out is that all of those old buildings, like all the stonework would have been painted in like these um, like really fanciful colours. Mm. So if you had like, like stone would have just been like the canvas that some that another artist painted on. So if it's like a sculpture of, I don't know, like a lord or something, you would have had flesh tones in the face. You would have had like colours on and like it would have been someone's job to repaint these all, all the time and like make sure everything looks fresh. And then it was the Victorians that didn't want to do that anymore. So they sanded everything down and muted everything. So like what we look at as like a traditional sculpture or a traditional site art form isn't actually that traditional. It's only like, what, 100, 200 years old? Mm-hmm. When there was like a, a few hundred years before that of this thing being kept up. Um, and as well, like foraging, like we don't really forage in the UK anymore. Bad and, times. Um, like my partner, she comes from the Baltics and they've got a history of foraging. So like, uh, I just... I just mentioned to the guys like at the beginning of this that like I got a we got a parcel from Latvia and it was basically dried mushrooms and it's like all these different pickles and it's all stuff that like the family foraged from the woodlands because that is but you're leaving of, out the like, cheese, Sam. I ah oh, no no I've eaten the cheese but like they they don't forage cheese. You though. can't really forage cheese. That yeah. I mean, like, if there's you can a whole forage process. Cheese. I would be so fat. <laughs> I'd be so fat and I would live in the cheese woods. <laughs> but yeah, like you to put like a context of how like foraging doesn't exist in the UK anymore, there was an Estonian woman who was threatened with prison time for foraging in the UK. What? But okay, now this is where it's like weird. So this is why it was like they thought that she was foraging for because you can you can forage in the UK. You're allowed to forage, but only for like stuff that you would have as personal use. And like what the UK government sees as personal use and what this Estonian woman saw as personal use was vastly different. So I think in the UK, oh, if if you've got like a I don't know, a carrier bag, like an average carrier bag mm. of like mushrooms you picked, like you're kind of pushing it. It's like, oh, you've got a lot of mushrooms there, mate. You've got a lot, lot of mushrooms. This lady. She'd gone into the new forest and to forage. She had a 65 litre uh, backpack and she had like extra bags with her. And the thing was like, because this is like her tradition of doing this, it was stacked. It was full. She knew what she was going to pack at the bottom, what she was going to pack at different points. Because in Estonia, that's how she would have done it. And like, 
it would she would have probably looked like some she would have probably looked like an amateur to like some people like and to send me like photos of her family where they've just got like the corridor of their their country house is just full of boxes and just like blow and it's just different mushrooms ready to dry so like what looks like a lot in England is actually ditzy witzy little mouth for what an Estonian would not would normally collect from um if if they were an Estonian who followed this tradition yeah um so it's oh. I just find it weird like we it, it's I think this is like a problem where we lose touch with the land and we're like we've lost touch like it's nice that we still do the cheese rolling and we still put um soggy toast in trees but like there's a whole other part of this that like I. I mean, I, th- I feel like this somewhat goes back to our preppers episode where we've kind of just as society has progressed in certain ways, we've lost track of mm. kind of just general life skills like mm. foraging would just be a life survival skill. Like, but yeah. if you were just like, oh, I'm stranded, go pick some berries that won't kill you. I'm, I'm picking the berry that will kill me immediately. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> I mean, it's, I think it's got a lot to do with like, I, looking at this tradition, I think it died out when like, there was a big push towards industrialization in the UK. Yeah. So kids went straight to factories. They didn't play in the woods. They didn't go like, learn what trees are good to climb. What like penicillin came from people chewing bark and the scientists figured out that that was penicillin that they were getting from the bark. And like, like the, these are, and as well, it's like if you look at the in the UK, the amount of people who died in World War One, and then shortly after in World War Two as well, these were traditions that would have been handed down from parent to child, mm-hmm. and you're cutting the par- the parents in half by it's like a huge group of um, the like the country just going off to war, and then it's like the rest of the country having to make that up by going to work, and so like building up Britain again, build back better. And um anyway, like, and and it's like not having the opportunity or it's like the ability to go learn these foraging skills. So it's small, it's only small communities that really kept these alive. And even those are dying out. So like I, I feel like it's a real shame. I feel like that's a tradition that we need. Mm. Not burning, like not not setting fireworks off once a year. Like as cool as that is, I do think it's cool. There's nothing I not cool. Fireworks. Yeah, but sky explosions is the mo- is the coolest thing. That's like an awesome tradition. Thank you, China. Um, <laughs> but like, it, I'd rather have like the everyday traditions of like this is this is like a berry that you can get. This is like a poison thing. Mm. I blame the chicken, Kiev, personally. <laughs> I. I'm a vegetarian and I love chicken Kievs. I love that I can get vegetarian Kievs. It is the hand grenade of the culinary world, but I love them. Yeah. There's just something, I think I read something a while ago though about how like when the chicken Kiev was introduced into the UK, like shit just changed. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, I, I remember just growing up, like I had to teach myself to cook after leaving the house because it was just TV frozen dinners. Mm. Like, every, like, Anza still finds it weird that I cook with a lot of frozen food, mm-hmm. but that's just because that's how I was. That's how I was raised. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, and I feel like back in the day, if you wanted to go and like, I mean, you're not foraging; you're just going out to buy stuff. You would have <laughs> to go to many different places. And then the supermarket came. Um, so even, and along even came the is, I, I kind of even feel like that as a tradition, like in mm. some ways going to your, uh, you would, because like you would build up a rapport in some ways, right? You would go to your local butcher, you would go to your yeah, local yeah. greengrocer and stuff like that. And that's just a thing. It's mm. just a thing like not a lot of people do anymore. I mean, now, like this is, this is how weird it's got even from here. Um, now you just order things to your house. So yeah. like the society, as a society, like your circle is just like, it was bit, as you're saying, like the supermarket shrunk it. And now it's like different online retailers. It's basically who's within the four walls of your building. Mm-hmm. 
like that's it and like the delivery guy but the delivery guy you're just like hey hey thanks you're not even that anymore they're just gone because of covid they dropped the thing off and they're gone yeah the ones that hang around i'm always like worry of i'm like how many people's air have you breathed today get the fuck out yeah like like uh there's a new thing because of covid uh if they're delivering something they will just take a picture of it yeah and then that is that is acceptable enough that they delivered i still get like one thing that really annoys me is that i had a i'm I'm gonna name and shame dhl i had a parcel from dhl and we are in a covid situation i literally am working from home Mm. i still got um a letter through the post box to say sorry i missed you <laughs> i like i literally you can't like this is audio so you can't see but behind me behind me there is a wall the other side of that wall is my front door i was like like they still do like the twenty thousand rings when they turn up like mm. but like i'm literally there i'm literally on top of them like when i come out and it's like you how dare you, you lazy bastard. Yeah, I, okay. I've definitely had some, some sorry I've missed you when I've absolutely been at the house. Yeah, it's like you no, didn't even knock for nothing. Amazon does that, Amazon does that yeah. a lot. But you always know you're never going to get your package if it arrives from uh, Hermes. Oh, hell's no, hell's no. You're Hermes never getting that package. Waste. They're waste, um, man. Uh, go, that's our tangent on delivery yeah. services. Go, going um, back to like... Traditions. I was wondering if, like, we wanted to talk about, like, I was thinking something that we could probably talk about, and like, I know that this episode's already gone on for a bit, but traditions that are kind of problematic. So, like, they've got mm. problematic elements to them, and like, just like the debate around that. So, like, because some of these traditions as well, like in the series that we did on America, we were talking about the Confederate flag because that is the tradition, even though yeah. the, con- the Confederacy, I think it only lasted about six years, mm. but has had this lasting impact on US society. And like this tradition of our flag raving for something that doesn't act, like, it's weird because it doesn't actually exist, but it's kept in like the hearts and minds of people. Yeah. Um, and like the problematic nature of that and how to like reconcile with that mm-hmm. as well. Like the, I'm interested as well in like the weaponization of traditions. Mm. So like Christmas, for instance, um, I haven't seen it yet, but it's coming. It's soon to be around the corner. We're going to see the first article uh, in a newspaper that says there's a war on Christmas. Like every year for the last decade or more, there has been a war on Christmas. Like how many baubles are lost? Elves dead in the streets this war on christmas must end people there's always a war on something so yeah. why not make it on santa but but like the i remember like i used to work in the shop so i used to work in the garden center and it's like so for those who don't have who don't get like um it's like natural trees garden centers just turn into christmas shops at christmas time because yeah. there's nothing that grows and they just sell christmas trees mm. so it's great, like you get sweaty as hell because you're carrying trees all day, but you're pine fresh. So you can just go straight to the pub and everyone's like, oh, you smell good. I know I do. <laughs> Is it not um, like super strong? Oh, what, the pine? Mm. The pine? Yeah. Yeah, well, basically, if you think when you're picking it up, you're going, you have to, you can't pick it up by the branches because they're too weak. So you yeah. have to go like straight into like the stem, which is like quite thick. Um, but like you're basically rubbing your face up in those pine needles and like you're you're like shoulder deep into this tree just so you can mm. lift it so it's it's all over you you are just ba- you're one with the tree by the end of the day i will say our shirts do make us look like a sort of tree tree men we are today. lumberjacks we're like lumberjacky men today. yeah <laughs> uh hey this is the um woodchuck podcast where can i talk to you about all your wood needs uh today we're talking about maple uh maple harvest i'm sure that's a tradition as well actually oh like, dude there is an awesome one that i saw in uh of like uh log floating yeah in like uh newfoundland i think it was where like they'd cut the trees and like to get them from a to b they would just float them down the river 
So, and you just have like people walking along like these logs and like, oh, you're going the wrong way. Come back here. <laughs> or like, oh, you're stuck. Going to give you a kick. And they're just like sat there. It's like, might as well be drinking a beer at the same time. Like, oh, yep. Just uh, riding my log to work today. <laughs> Some traditions never die. I mean, I think that's cool. That's an awesome tradition. Like, it's a shame that all those trees had to die then. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. tree. <laughs> um, but yeah, are there any, like, what, so what do you reckon? Pro- problematic tradition or like the, the weaponization of traditions? Like, what, what do you want to tackle first? Let's go with the weaponization. Oh. Orpha, can you think of any traditions that are weaponized? Uh, pledging allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Oh, mate. I pledge allegiance. I think any to pledge to like a flag, uh, like I find it creepy. I find it really creepy. Yeah. Like in the UK, Kazanza uh, is looking at doing her citizenship. Mm. Uh, the yeah. final part of the citizenship. Um, it, so once you passed everything, and it's like, yep, you you've done all the things. Uh, you got you got all the requirements. But there's one last thing we want you to do. One last thing. You're going to turn up. You're going to turn up to the town hall. And you're going to salute the flag. And you are going to pledge your undying allegiance to the United Kingdom. Are you for real? And the Queen. Are you actually for real? No, yeah, seriously. That is the final part of citizenship. You have to pledge your undying allegiance to uh, the UK. But... Because otherwise you could be a terrorist in it. Like, because like, you, like obviously, like once you pledge your undying allegiance, you, you won't do anything illegal past then or, or you couldn't just be like crossing your fingers behind your back. Like, but oh, that's, I pledge my allegiance. so stupid because being British people, like, like, I feel like a lot of these with these citizenship tests, you end like the people that are coming into the country know more about the UK's history and politics and this, that, and the other than the people living here because we don't have to go through those tests. Yeah, we don't teach it in school either. No. Like, it, do- it doesn't actually get taught to you at any point. Like, all this stuff we've learned since leaving school. Like, like, I, I, like I'm, I'm pretty sure in, like, it's the same in America as well where you, like, the stupid arbitrary things where you have to know every American president, like, off, oh, off by yeah. heart and shit like that. And you have to know like what every state is and so yeah. i can't even tell you how many cities and towns there are in the uk well, there's I mean, at least five <laughs> yeah i don't that's think just... you would pass the test if that was no, the case no, yeah. yeah it's just like how many towns are and, and cities are there in the uk and it's just like um mm. well more than five and then but that's the thing if you put more than five they can't put you down as wrong because that is technically correct mm. Go, going back to like all this point, like Alfred, do you see like because with all these traditions, there's always like a point in which it started. What do you think yeah. was the origin point of that? Of like the saluting to the flag, patriotism, um, the brainwashing of like what's it called, the obedience and uh, glorification of the ruling government. I think. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think about it and there's no, there is literally, like all other traditions, I can say, oh yeah, there was like, you're giving to something or like, this is what I was talking about, like at the beginning where like the pagan traditions, they're quite nice because it's all about like a community and it's about a people and it's about a way of understanding. Mm. But then like, I feel like, especially with the Guy Fawkes one, like that was like a turning point of like, oh yeah, we can make these traditions fulfill our purpose mm-hmm. um yeah. and like this is exactly that this is like that on the nose and on steroids salute this flag mm. but as well when you say about the weaponization i've seen comments where people would be like uh say like you watch a, a sports game or something like that because mm. a lot of this time like you'll have you know the the singing of the national anthem hand on your in your heart and stuff like yeah. that I've seen people just be like, if that, if, if it pans by a player and they're like, their hand is like, say their hands are like by their side, they're like, what a bastard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you, you need to have obedience. Yeah. It's just like, because that person didn't want to sing the national anthem, or maybe they don't even know. I don't even know what the fucking national anthem is. It's just like, 
Mm-hmm. Star Spangled Banner. Mm-hmm. Well, the UK, yeah, the, 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 so the British one. From a whatever, oh, the yeah, whatever one. nation, because yeah. they do them for the Olympics and stuff as well. You should right? sing the Welsh national anthem. Oh, I can do the Welsh you... one. Oh, good. It's a hashy hashy Oh, dude, you're actually Welsh as well. <laughs> I'm not. I'm half Welsh. My mum doesn't even that's, speak Welsh. That's enough Welsh. They'll take you. <laughs> like, I can, you're I can do get... a Welsh accent. I can do a Welsh accent, but that's about it. I only right, do it, though. I only do my Welsh accent to wind my mum up. So it's the All only right. time I ever do it. I'm not doing it. You are going to get Welsh rugby players turn up at your door because if you want to see someone, like when everyone's like, oh, the national anthem is so beautiful, no one loves their national anthem like Welsh rugby that's players. That's true. That's true. You see, like, but have you seen how the Welsh spell things and how those words are then pronounced? <laughs> They're not the same as, thing. It's almost as though it's a different language. Mm. It's almost as though it's a different language and we should respect that. <laughs> no, because Welsh people don't even respect it. Like so few people in Wales actually even speak Welsh. It has to be taught in schools and it's not. it's only taught in certain schools. It's It's become more of like, Lately, like within the last couple decades, um, it is it's become like more of a thing that people actually want to mm. learn. But my mum doesn't know any Welsh. Her brother doesn't know any Welsh. Like my yeah. my uncle doesn't know any Welsh. Like I don't think my grandmother knew any Welsh. So it's just like you've got the accent, mm. but you don't actually speak it. So there is a big push in the UK for like. Uh, protecting these languages, like mm. these langu- like these almost extinct languages. So you've got Welsh, Gaelic, um, Cornwall's got its own language. Um, I think Yorkshire, it's got its own language. That's not just the accent. It does have its own language. Uh, <laughs> and like, so that there is like a big push for those. And I, I think that there's a lot to be gained through that because the way that people speak tells you a lot about them uh mm-hmm. so uh i'm trying to remember because like i'm terrible in languages but it's things like the way that someone says about good morning or says like if it's because it's the words that they share so if it's there's like one religion so there's one language somewhere where the word for good morning is also similar to the word for sun mm-hmm. so it's like by saying good morning you're putting the emphasis on on like what's happening it's the sun's rising and so it changes like the way that you think, right? When you say these things, mm-hmm. um, and I, th- I think there's a lot to be gained. It's like quite interesting. From, but like, also, also, I just want to say real quick, I do not have a Welsh tongue. Like my tongue does not make the shapes for the Welsh mm. sounds. Like when I was younger, like you have like the little books and stuff, and I would try to pronounce it. Like a lot of you really need to be able to roll your R's. Oh yeah, yeah. I cannot do that shit for love nor money. If you paid me a million pounds and said pronounce this word, and it had like some rolling R's in there, I I I could not do it. I'd I'd lost that million pounds right there. I I cannot roll my R's for sure. Yeah, so see, I'm only half Welsh. So right (laughs) on that. Um, Yeah. Anything else that you think? Like, what about like? I I'm also thinking about like traditions that aren't that are weapon because like. That one with like the salute and the flag, that's clearly just like a weapon of like you're you're sort of like being indoctrinated into something. Mm. Is there something that like because like I mentioned Christmas is like the weaponization of that of like it's become a symbol of the Christian West and like, oh no, we need to defend this Christmas, but then at the same time, you've got like Christmas traditions of people of like strippers dancing as naughty Santa Mrs. Santa Claus. Um people getting drunk in the streets and like basically corporate greed taking every single part of Christmas over. And it's like, no, they're, they're killing our Christmas. Like what capitalism, they're killing our capitalism. Do you mean Mm -hmm. like, uh, I just, Oh, we're talking about capitalism now. I mean, it's all (laughs) capitalism. All, all traditions basically have been boiled down into like some form of capitalism. Like, oh, at- this made me think of that meme with the spaceman when he's just like looking at Earth, and I'm just now <laughs> thinking, or he's just saying, it was always, ca- it was, it's, it's capitalism, and there's a guy with a gun standing behind. Always him saying, was. It always was. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> pretty much, like, if you look at like a lot, the way that a lot of these traditions are run now, like a uh, guy falls night as well, like, you have to pay to go see a profiteering fireworks display. Off- 
Yeah. You have to, you, and then whilst you're there, like they're trying to sell you stuff as well. Like it's a marketing tool, like uh, Halloween, it's like big in, um, big in the US. And it's basically marketable because you've got like, um, even though it's a tradition, it's basically a tradition to buy stuff. Yeah, actually, like, I just want to cover this real, real quick. Is this like a lot of people in the UK are like, oh, I, I don't care for Halloween because it's some stupid made-up American holiday. It's just like, no. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not it's our know. tradition. It's our tradition. It's just like, but yeah, but, but the, the UK Americans have taken it. Yeah, they've taken it and they've commercialized it. Yeah, it's absolutely. And pressing it out the way that they wanted to portray. But yes, yes, it yeah. is exactly. But this is, is this is a problem with like modern British traditions in a way. Is this that? We kind of seem to follow. We don't. We don't stand by our own traditions in the way we probably should. Is this that we take someone else's version? Like instead of having what Halloween should be for us, mm. considering we fucking invented it, is this that we take the American version, which is the very, like you said, Alpha, the very commercialized version. Like mm. we take mm -hmm. the very commercialized version of Christmas, where everything mm -hmm. is like, like how. How soon do we start like seeing uh, like this ramp up for Christmas now? It's just like months. Yeah, like, totally. You can probably like there was. Uh, well, I can, can I just say oh, one yeah. thing Sorry. about Halloween? Just one small thing. Yeah. For all of um, our American listeners, as um, Craig has pointed out, it it does have its origins in the UK and in um, Europe. Why uh, mm -hmm. as a wider sort of community. I feel like that's like a big problem as well. When we started losing our um, traditions, we lost our connection to it's like the people across Europe, mm -hmm. which we share a lot of traditions with, but it's like, we don't see that. We see them as other, which is terrible. Mm, yeah. I don't think that that's a good idea. Um, but just for our American listeners here, I'm just going to help you with your vocabulary just slightly here. It's not called Sam Hain. There is no character called Sam Hain. Sam Hain does not exist. It is Samhain. It is pronounced Samhain. It's spelt Sam Hain, but it's a different language. It's Samhain, okay? I don't give a shit. Whatever you say, who the fuck is Sam Hain? That's that's my rant over. Okay, cool. And put your goddamn use <laughs> back in the in the words. Yeah, what's up with that, you weirdos? And it's not a ladybug, it's a ladybird. That was a ladybug. But it's not a bird, Cass. Duh. It's a bug. It's a bug. It's, it's an actual bug. It's a beetle. <laughs> Which is a bug. Exactly. Not a bird, you dumb dumb. <laughs> God, Cass, I thought oh, you were the smart one. Jesus. <laughs> what gave you that? I'm just, I am a pretty face. Hear those cheekbones, guys. <laughs> Um, should um, we move on to problematic traditions? Yeah, yeah, I suppose we could. Like, I mean, yeah, I do want to, like, yeah, so we'll finish, like, the problematic, uh, like, the weaponization, but yeah, don't weaponize Christmas. No one's at war with Christmas. Like, honestly, <laughs> Unless who, you... who's, like, the biggest holiday of the year, and apparently people are at war with it. Like, crazy. I'm at war with it. Fuck Christmas. I mean, Chris, yeah, if you... My favorite Christmas song is by Tankard and it's called Fuck Christmas. That's like, that's my favorite Christmas song. Um, so yeah, uh, problematic traditions. So mm. there's one that I was talking to Alpha about before we started, uh, yeah. which is Black Pete, which right, is right. a Christmas tradition. Uh, do you know of Black Pete? It, it rings a bell. I think, I think I maybe have heard you two talk about it for, before, but I don't really know the, the, the context behind it. Okay, so Black Pete is basically a it's a de it's a tradition from Denmark, and it's this black character in the Christmas tradition, and essentially like he he's like played out to be like Santa's helper, but he's a slave. Black Pete's right. just a slave. It's yeah. a sla it's Santa's slave, and like if you look through the etymology of this, like it basically from the origin of it was this was to sort of like say it was to humanize slavery and say oh it's not that bad look even santa's santa like the kindest person in the world 
he's got a he's got a little slave and and the slave brings you presents isn't that nice and so like you've got people in denmark who do blackface because like um, so, so they can dress up as Black Pete, yeah. and they will parade around the street, around the streets in this, and it's like, and it's on like Christmas cards and stuff like that. And it's like, uh, oh yeah, I mean, uh, that does sound uh, very problematic. <laughs> yeah, like a little bit, just it's ever a, so lightly. Do they do they not pay attention to like what's going on around them in this day and age? Like, I mean, or for the past, um. God, several decades. Yeah, it's well, it's one of those where, like, it's the same thing with, like, I think we'll talk uh, when I said earlier about the um, uh, the Confederacy, mm -hmm. uh, the can like the traditions of the Confederacy, and like as well as like we've got the um, the, the weird um, movement in the UK about like. Um, protecting statues of problematic people, of like, right, where yeah. it's like, I like, uh, do you remember we we talked, we did the hot takes on like Statue Gate, and mm -hmm. there was a statue that got knocked over, and then like these lads from Bristol were like, we're gonna save Cecil Road, and it wasn't Cecil Rhodes, it was Edward Colston. We're gonna save yeah. Edward Colston. So like six guys, no equipment. I think they had one rope, and they were trying to pick up this iron. <laughs> Uh, it's like this cast iron statue from the bottom of like the river. It's like you're gonna drown, you're gonna kill yourself. But like the fact that they were so like passionate about this guy that they probably didn't even know that much about, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. It's 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 weird. It's a weird like it's not problem. It I think like the the reason for like the defense of these is because it's something that people have grown up with. They've got like good memories of them. So like if Black Pete is something who like your tradition was Black Pete gave you like presents as a kid, like, and then as you grow up, as you grow older, you realize, oh, actually that's got a problematic past. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, but it's okay because it's a nice problematic past. That's sort of, and you try and find these ways to rationalize it and say, oh no, it's not like this. Uh, same as like the way that the, um, uh, the inside the US, like the way that we talk about the Confederacy, it changes. Like every, like every couple of decades, if you look since like the Civil War, mm. there was like a change in the story of what the Confederacy meant until mm -hmm. we got to this point. Mm -hmm. And I think like the, I think it's the Golden Golden Girls. The Golden Girls actually did like the best episode of, or it's like and it's like takedown of like these traditions, uh, in which. There's um, one of the characters is uh, from from the south, and she calls herself a Southern Belle, mm -hmm. um, and it's like <clears throat> it's around like this tradition to do with the Confederacy or whatever. I don't know really. We're not American, but she brings in a Confederate flag, and like the other Golden Girls are like, "Oh, I don't know if you, we should be doing this," and because they've got, uh, I think they. They run some sort of hotel shop, whatever. Right. And yeah. like one of the people who work there is black. And he's just like, I I feel really uncomfortable with you having that up here. And yeah. she's like, what and she's like, does the whole, ah, it's my tradition. And like they battle it out. And at the end, it's it's not left on like a happy resolution. Yeah. It and it ends with her sort of like coming to terms with it's like doing like this big it's like very nineties. Like yeah. she does like this big sort of like, oh, but like I had these things and like, uh, wait, but and just into her talking, saying to him, does that mean that all of my traditions are evil? And what do I do? And the guy that the black guy just turns around and says, I can't answer that for you, but just know what you're doing hurts me and walks mm. away. Mm. And I think like that's, because it, it was good because it didn't give you a resolution to say, yeah, you should do this or you should do that. But it's mm -hmm. like just hammering home, this is problematic. Yeah. Um, and I, that's what we're here to solve. How do you deal with this? How do you survive it? So come on. I think between the three of us, we can work this out. I think we can, well, first of all, stop doing the traditions that are hurting people and if we have to have something on that day, we can just make up new ones. Yeah, yeah totally. Like, I think that if you were to take Black Pete out 
Oh, the Denmark tradition. You still have Santa. Keep keep the giving of sweets and treats. Yeah. You still have Santa. You still have presents. You still have like loads of other things that that happens. Like it, it's still like something nice. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could even change, change it to like another way that you could do this is to change it to a saint because they're, I'm going to look this up because I found this like hugely problematic when I went to Latvia until I went to visit the building and I was like, oh, that explains it. Um, I just need to figure out which saint this is. So in Riga, uh, so the capital of Latvia, there is a place called the House of Blackheads. And um, the House of Blackheads, as, as it says, it's got like these figures on... Oh, I can't see it. Um, it's got these figures on like the outside of it, and like you're looking at like, oh damn, okay. I don't know what like your slavery tradition was here, but this is not looking good. Turns out that it's got absolutely nothing to do with slavery, and like it's actually to do with trade routes that they have with Africa, with mm-hmm. African nations. And oh. uh, the reason that it's called the House of Blackheads is because it's based on oh, I can't find it now, but there is an African saint. Mm. Uh, in Christianity, and it's actually depictions of this saint. So it's got traditions based in Christianity, and um, and so that was that was actually really refreshing to see, because <clears throat> this is the first time like, in a European country that I saw um, these depictions of a black man in a positive light, mm-hmm. and like just how weird that is, because obviously your your head always goes to like the same place because you're like, oh, actually, no, that's not that that's that's not right. Yeah, but right. this this is like a cool. I thought this was, I thought this was awesome. This was like super cool. The fact that like it's actually quite a positive look, and this is also from like medieval times. So that you could, if you wanted to, you could re redo Black Pete so that it's actually the same. It's yeah, not yeah. Pete. You change the name yeah. and it's like, oh no, we're keeping this up, but it's actually about brotherhood. It's actually about people coming together. Yeah. Yeah, but then you need to educate the, like if you have a thing in school, because most of this is all targeted at kids anyway. Mm. So if you had a thing in school where they taught about these different aspects and the reasons why and what happened, and then not you know, not to whitewash it, but to say, you know, this used to be celebrated in such and such a way, but we've chosen to change that due to X, Y, and Z, because this isn't a positive image we want to be depicting. Yeah. Uh, and just to, just to give you the name of the saint, it's St. Maurice. Okay. Uh, so he was a Roman legionnaire from the third century, um, who I think he was martyred for his Christian beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Like, it, it does basically start with the kids. Like, you do need to, like, because, I mean, the olds, I'm including us in the olds, because um, we are elder millennials. Um, the uh, people who have lived with these traditions for a while, they, like we say, it's like, it, it can be quite a violent reaction to, it's like, being told that something's problematic. Hmm. Yeah. Especially if you've got a lot, if you if it's tied in with like lots of good memories, like um, for instance, um, I don't know. Let's let's just take like Easter for instance. Um, say that you always got the same East chocolate on Easter, mm-hmm. and then like one year someone said, "Oh, by the way, the chocolate factory that produces those actually employs children, and it's slave labor that comes from this country." And you've been eating this chocolate for years. Mm-hmm. And it's like tied in with like fond memories that you have of your parents giving it to you. It's like your friends and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Because it's not just the chocolate bar anymore. It's not just a tradition. It's actually part of the fabric of your story, your mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How, and it could be that you either are like, oh God, I can't do that anymore. Like, that's terrible. I, I've got to boycott this chocolate now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a shame because I really enjoy it, but I need to do that. Or you could go the other way and be like, because it feels like an attack on you as a person yeah. and on you as like your history. And you could turn around and be like, nah, like, 
couldn't happen. And it's like, you dig your heels in. So I think a lot of people would dig their heels in because they, you know, they don't want to lose or they don't want to be made out to be associated or be the bad person because they are, they are not a bad person. And yeah. they, they feel it. They feel, and this is, this is a, probably a bad analogy and, and bad um, context, but they feel attacked because they mm. are being associated with something they didn't know. And they feel like there might be a sense of shame, but they like, mm. they don't want to give up these tiny little things that, you know, have been such a dear part of them. They're like, Oh, you know, not true. Well, like, yeah, um, how, how, how far back does black peak go? It's only two or 300 years. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, a, it is, a, it is literally slavery. <laughs> it's, it's literally mm. just sort of like to make, uh, to humanize the, the concept of slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, oh, I mean, I, the slavery in the, the, the Scandies, the North and all of that, that ended around a thousand years ago. Oh no, not in Denmark, man. Not in Denmark. Dude, Denmark had like a huge slave trade. Oh. Like uh, re- the recent slave trade. Oh. Like, the, the bad okay. one, the, the really oh, the bad. bad. Like all oh, slave yeah. trades are bad. I'm just gonna, I'm just yeah. gonna put that up there. Viking slave trades, like ancient slave trades, like they weren't yeah. great. Like the Roman slave trade didn't didn't really benefit. Like it's a different. Like I think as well. Like when we're talking about like the older slaves, like when we're talking about the Romans and the Vikings and so forth, the word slave had a different meaning, and it was mm-hmm. actually a social class. So okay. you were still given rights, and you were still given humanity. Um, but yeah. it was just that your rights were limited. Whereas when we talk about like the slavery of like what 200, like the, the most recent slavery where it's taking people from Africa, that slavery was a dehumanizing act. Like people yes. were treated as products, not whereas like, um, it's like in, Ro- in Roman times, like you could l- lose your standing quite easily and you could be sold between people, but you were still respected as an individual. You still had like, you didn't you still had human rights even though human rights didn't exist as a as a legal concept um so there is a definite difference like between like the way that those two um those two worked not saying that either is good are you, are you sure about that number. case are you sure that's a hill you want to die on right there that's set up with such a bold statement that slavery is bad i mean i think i i'm i'm gonna have to defend it all i've got at the moment is like a uh HB pencil and uh, these pink goggles for defense, but I mean, I'm ready. pink goggles. I think, uh, I think uh, that that's good defense against the haters. I mean, those are my roast yeah. into goggles just in case things go bad. <laughs> Look, looking back at the fun times when you ate meat. <laughs> oh, mate, every week now, every week it's a vegetarian comment. Ah. It's, it's, it's part of his tradition. It is part of his tradition to bash me for vegetarianism. But you <laughs> no, no, used to be no. vegan, buddy. I, I remember you told me that. I did try being vegan for two weeks. I did that. <laughs> two weeks. I mean, what yeah. year was this as well? This was, oh, lo and behold, 15 years ago. Yeah, so 15 years <laughs> ago in Iceland, trying to be yep. vegan, like yep. straight Way from meat to vegan, you were never going to succeed. No, nope. <laughs> never, never. Yeah, sex was good though, but yeah, never <laughs> the two most powerful forces in the universe to encourage someone to do something is getting laid or spite. Those yep. are like everything in the world has been done for those two purposes, to spite yep. someone else or to have sex. Yep, pretty much, yep. Or both at the same time. Yep. Oh, I mate, mean, when I, you I, get, when I, you get I, that, that power combo. That is, some, that is some major anger issues to be released there. <laughs> that, that can be, that can be. Oh, okay. Be. As we um, trail off into like, the realms of the salty unknown. Uh, I think that we probably discussed traditions um, to like a a satisfactory point. Like, so like, I suppose find like ways to, if it is a problematic tradition, remember that it's not you that's being attacked, but it's the tradition and it's the um, 
it's it's that mechanism that's yeah. being attacked, not you. Um, you your memories are still valid the way that it's like. So if you have a problematic problematic tradition and you've had like good times doing it, still be like happy that you had those good times. Like the people that shared that with you might have not necessarily known how problematic it was. Or, I mean, even if they did know how problematic it was, it didn't mean that they were bad people to you. It's just that there was a part of them that wasn't ideal. No one is binary good or bad. They are all shades of gray. And same with all traditions. There's good parts and there's also bad parts. And we should try and do better each time. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I stepped on your toes. <laughs> I feel like I stepped on your toes a little bit there, Ulfa, but did you um did you have any final thoughts on this? Um well I wanted to touch in on like as you were as you were coming in on um having uh good or bad traditions that um from a certain point of view you can view traditions as just uh peer pressure from dead people. <laughs> yeah. And and I mean if 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 you honestly want to like for example the the like because this is the easiest one I can I can dig into right now is the black peat tradition if you want to keep that there's absolutely nothing wrong if you just educate yourself about it the ones around you and I mean stop doing blackface absolutely yeah, yeah, stop doing blackface but you know be aware and like if you if you go into it and and it makes you aware of the situation or it makes you aware of the origins of of that person or where they come from the struggles they've been through i think that's a positive thing mm. but don't do blackface don't do blackface <laughs> is that so, the hill that you're going to die on so i'm going to die on the slavery hill you die on the don't do blackface well i'm don't do slavery don't do blackface yeah um craig and what's your hill buddy craig's just gonna die i'm just dying on the hill i mean are you are you the one fighting us no Definitely not. <laughs> Don't even try to put me in that corner of pro slavery hey. and pro blackface. I mean, well, you're the one saying it. Like... No, I'm certainly not. <laughs> and we're talking about it, so. Oh. oh. Don't forget, I edit this show so I can make it sound like you guys are the ones saying it. <laughs> you're, if we listen back to this and it's just like. So I am pro. You <laughs> <laughs> see the clock in the background spinning. <laughs> Just get like Dalek voices instead, like certain bits. That sweet yeah, can. I mean, I've, I've, I've always wanted to auto tune my voice on this thing. To be fair, but mm. we'll save that for a later date. <laughs> I find it highly unlikely we will ever do a Doctor Who episode, but you know. Oh, we should do a Doctor Who episode, but that is for a different show. That is for a different show. Henty, hen, hen. One, one, one. Some organic conversations going on there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that was pretty much uh, my basic, like, ending thoughts, like, final thoughts on the situation. Mm. Like, I mean, if it it all depends on how you approach, I think it all depends on, like, how you market it. Like, Iceland has not, I mean, a tradition, uh, a way of life of, of whale hunting, which is very unpopular, but, and I get mm. it, I understand the arguments, but once people also understand what we're actually doing, it changes people's perspective of it. So please just look into that. Um, and mm. it, 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 it all depends on how you approach the the tradition i think like that's those those are my two cents like i said like look at maurice look into his life look what he brought to the table stop doing blackface keep giving out sweets and treats and uh, mm. use this as an opportunity to educate yourself and be a better person like again this is my bleeding liberal socialist heart <clears throat> asking you to be a better person like i always do every episode yeah and that's me yeah, uh, I, I suppose as well, one thing that I want to add, like just like slip it in underneath. Learn about traditions in your local area. Like try and keep them alive. Like did you have like, because uh, like some of these, like some of these are really cool and like it's worth keeping them alive. Like if it's a language, if it's gold panning, if it's rolling cheese down a hill, like I don't know, like there's like these really 
niche interesting um traditions that are it's like in all corners of the globe like even yeah. boat making like i did see like there's the there is the last stone bowl maker in italy like that's a tradition that is dying out and yeah. i think it's like even if it's not something that people make their livelihoods out of i think just like even as a volunteer group or something to say like this is something that used to happen this is something that used to be I think that's, this knowledge yeah yeah i think that's worthwhile and i think also it's interesting because um as an outsider and i lived in england and mm -hmm. i was really amazed at like the different like feels and vibes that i got from all the different uh places of london that i lived in for mm. example as we discussed you know we lived in bellingham together um mm -hmm. then i moved up the street to catford uh i went up to archway went out to essex uh came back down to hither green um and all of these places and like chiselhurst for example all these places in bromley shout out to bromley um, all these places have history they have a story they have something that is unique to that area and, and i and i do feel it's a bad thing because okay you live in london and everybody just associates okay we live in london but they don't really take the time to like look into their town's speciality for example mm. you know and i think that's a that's a very sad thing you know that's true i i think we I think that's a good note to end on, and I think end we will. So it's uh, it's bye from me, uh, it's bye from Orphan, it's bye from Craig. This has been uh, the Wonder Traditions Hour at uh, Not Dead for Kids. Uh, have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, right. kids, blow up Parliament with gunpowder. <laughs> uh, well, if you want. This has been Not Dead, a survivalist guide to modern life. If you like what you've heard, subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app happens to be. Leave a rating on iTunes and get in touch by emailing podcastnotdead at gmail.com. New episodes every Monday covering the weird, the outright ridiculous, and sometimes just shouting into the void.